0: Hello, and welcome back to the Patrick's Green Tea Podcast season finale. I can't believe we made it, guys, but we did. Thank you for accompanying me on this journey. That was the first season of the Patrick's Green Tea Podcast. It was so fun to experiment with ways to improve the show and slowly build on it into uh, such a big project. This first season, we saw the execution of initial ideas like the devoted photos page and supplements to go along with the episodes. We also saw some unexpected developments, such as the Instagram page and a totally surprising reach. This podcast was streamed in 16 different countries and 15 U.S. states. It's only been two months, but this show with its narrow niche has garnered 158 downloads so far, and its week-old Instagram page has already gotten 75 followers. I'm so proud of how far we've come, and I'm excited to see what the future, what the future holds for this show. Now, on to some things I'd like to address. Greenies! Every fan base has a name, but this name is yours. Wear it with pride. Guitar playing. I didn't realize what that uh copyright would be so restrictive. I didn't want much guitar playing on the podcast, but um I wanted to have a sort of like devoted special episodes or platforms for the playing at the very least. Um that was my original intent anyway. The quality of my playing in the recordings um I have is not very good because of all the choppy stop and go. Uh so maybe I'll stream them unedited on Twitch or something um, where down the line if you guys really want to hear them, I can put them out. Speaking of Twitch, I plan on using that a lot more once I learn how to work it. I'm still trying to maintain relative anonymity, so I won't be showing my face for the time being, but that might change eventually. Live chats with you guys are for sure on the horizon, and the possibilities beyond that are endless. We're going to have a lot of fun going forward. Playlists! On 4 2020 I took note of almost every song I listened to while I was high, and by almost I mean like 9 out of 10. Um, This is the first time I really did something like that, and I'm thinking of continuing with it if it doesn't become too annoying of a task. I for sure plan on sharing my existing playlists for music I want to listen to or have listened to while high. Different music platforms have different availability of songs and different problems associated with them, so I don't know how to go about it, but I'm working on it. Expect them on the website's playlist page for sure. Um, PatrickScreenT.com under the Playlists tab. Um, and for platform-specific stuff like YouTube or Spotify, just look up Patrick Green Tea, and you can find pretty much everything there. Feedback to help support uh, this podcast and give feedback in a way that will be visible to me and to your fellow Greenies: write a review for the show on iTunes. You don't need an iPhone to do this; you just download the iTunes app on PC if you have a PC, and do it there. Um, if you have a Mac, you can do it too there. Um, there's a comment feature on the Patrick Green Tea website, but I think things get pretty buried in there. Uh, YouTube works pretty well, or SoundCloud, once I get a subscription to it, which you can help to make happen by donating to donating to Patreon. Uh, the subreddit and Discord are currently pretty dead, which is sad, but hopefully they pick up eventually. Um, I'm sort of glad that Discord is dead right now because I didn't really do the whole structure and everything that I was planning on doing, which I don't really have one yet, but it'll come. It'll come with more people, I think. Um, don't forget that you can directly contact me via patrickscreentie at gmail.com. And Instagram is also great if you want to DM me or, um, I don't know, comment on my posts or anything like that. And that is Patrick Screen Tea Podcast or at Patrick Screen Tea Podcast. So, guests, we have our first guest slated to come onto the podcast in a few weeks. He's a CBD oil email copywriter. Oh, and let me say that again. I said that really weirdly. He's a CBD oil email copywriter wants to discuss the benefits of CBD, so that should be interesting. I look forward to these little departures from the main content every so often, but not too often because I want to get all the recordings of the past um, out there and to catch up, basically. The time, la- the time lag is both a nice cushion and an annoyance, so cutting down on the backlog and decreasing the delay would be ideal. Next, I'd like to address something that was pointed out to me that I didn't really think about while making the podcast. The show description, the mission statement if you will, Is to explore the music culture and effects of marijuana i'd originally intended to be very scientific with this um, with procedures and all that but the show turned into more of a a free-flowing thing i hadn't really gotten into comparing the different strains and forms of marijuana until a few months ago and even then it's been not very intensive that sort of stuff will come out in future seasons since i'm still interested in doing that also i am obviously only exploring part of weed culture and music Um, as there is so much out there that I either have no idea about or just avoid, like the band Fish. though that may change, you know, I'm open-minded. This podcast explores these topics through my subjective experiences, which are limited, but I'm continuing to learn and integrate my knowledge into the podcast. Patreon! I will probably upload a Patreon-exclusive episode every month that will be accessed by contributing $5 or more to the show a month, or I guess hypothetically you could just do one month for $5 like I don't know whatever you want to do um, that's that's another domain where the possibilities are endless but I'm not really sure I'm less sure what to do on here than on twitch um, either way more patreon content is coming um, and your guys suggestions through whatever means uh, email Instagram whatever um, suggestions are welcome there's an extra clip I wanted to share from May 20th, 2018 that was a minute and a half long uh, so I wouldn't make it a full episode but I wanted to include it somewhere and I thought this was the best place. It's a carnivalesque song that was fully formed and stuck in my head and I had to record it so I wouldn't forget. It literally came out of nowhere and I was heading back to my car after getting high with a friend. Or it came out of nowhere WHILE I was heading back to my car. Uh, here it is in all its glory. <laughs> Daddy, kind of, <clears throat> <USC>. little, <laughs> Um, but this song He's popping into my head I don't, I don't think it's familiar It's just I think it's original I don't know how that <clears throat> That little turn goes But Something going down I don't know That where, did I ever hear that before? I don't think I did. Also, I'm getting a little bit of the paranoia. It's probably not the best environment to... <laughs> Alright. Alright, heading home. Ah, bah ba. I also wanted to take the time now to review a series of mixtapes I listened to from at thegratefulpicks on Instagram. He and at ronaldojsf17, along with the album cover artist at Crescenzi underscore, compiled the best of Dead & Company's 2019 tour into four bangin' mixtapes. This is the second time I've listened to a mixtape, the first being in high school when a stranger plopped a CD through my friend's open car window. The CD was blank except for the words Ben's Gay Porn written in Sharpie. The music on that one was actually not bad, but the Grateful Picks and his gang put Ben's Gay Porn to shame. The first tape starts with a rendition of My Favorite Things from The Sound of Music with a deeply imaginative head and tail. It's a unique way to begin that got me immediately hooked. Then BAM! Shakedown Street. The ultimate song for shaking your bones and grooving like there's no tomorrow. It is the one song I keep finding myself listening to when I'm high, and it's for a good reason. It Hurts Me Too comes in, and is great as always, into lost sailor, sane of circumstance. We've already gone through vastly different eras of the Grateful Dead. Next is Morning Dew, and Call Me What You Like, but I'm not the biggest fan of the song. For whatever reason, I don't see what everyone else does. For I, like, I have no idea. I, I absolutely respect it, but it doesn't floor me like Stella Blue or Wharf Rat. Uh, this might be my most controversial opinion since thinking Bob Weir and Wolf Bros have a mostly subpar empty sound. Um, I'm going to get so much hate for that, but these are opinions. Don't Ease Me In is a song that never gets old, and the boys do a great job on it. Now, Estimated Profit has always been a special song to me ever since hearing it at Madison Square Garden on an edible, having gotten a free miracle ticket into the pit. The fuzzy tone of John's guitar on the intro riff and onwards is just. it's magical, what can I say? must have been the roses right after, made me really appreciate John Mayer's vocals. He fits the song really well and he's a great next best thing next best thing sort of substitute for Jerry. Uh, The second mixtape has two Pigpen era songs that rock every time they're played. Viola Lee Blues and Smokestack Lightning. The first time I really heard Smokestack was when Yorma Kalkunin sang it with Phil Lesch and Friends at the Capitol Theater. He brought this soulfulness that made a lasting impression on me and it sort of outshines Dead & Co.'s version through no fault of their own. That isn't to say I don't like Dead & Co.'s version, but, you know, I'm actually sounding a lot more negative than I thought I would. I guess I just don't voice my opinions on this stuff too often. St. Stephen into the Eleven brings out some more older dead, and they spark some great memories for me. St. Stephen was one of the songs that got me into the band in the first place, and when they busted out the Eleven at City Field, it felt like the sky was cracking open and the entirety of St. Stephen's arc was pouring through whole again. I hate to admit it, but I've only heard to lay me down in days between only a handful of times, so I don't even feel qualified to comment on them other than to say I like them, and I want to dig deeper. Not Fade Away, the iconic bop 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 superb as always. The psychedelic transcendent space was the perfect way to start off the third mixtape. It basically acts as an opener for the second set of the series. And Jesus fuck, this second set hits hard help slip Franklin's, another favorite of mine, right into Eyes of the World, my actual favorite song. This Eyes kicked off the first set at Gillette Stadium while I was still walking in, causing me to smile and skip all the way to my seat. Cold Rain and Snow is definitely a staple of the band right now, and it's a head bobber for sure. Also, when their Boulder, Colorado show got hailed out for a bit during Cold Rain and Snow, and the band came back playing straight into the chorus, rain and snow was legendary. This actually shows up in the fourth mixtape, and I'm so glad it does. High Time and Broke Down Palace are other heavy-hitting, slower songs that were a great way to end the third tape. The fourth one was pretty jam-packed, but it was with all good stuff. Again, I haven't listened to Standing on the Moon nearly enough, but it's a really sad song that I've heard from other people reminds them of departed loved ones. Heavy stuff. Deal, Terrapin, Fire on the Mountain, all amazing and classic dead tunes that I could listen to forever. Deep Bell and Blues is also a favorite of mine, with a really cool groove to it. I want to thank the Grateful Picks for posting the video of Marty Robbins performing El Paso live, because it's given me a whole new appreciation of the song. I kind of prefer that version now, it's just so pretty. The El Paso here is still really good, of course. If I remember correctly, it was at Boulder where the band had to restart Box of Rain because of a flubbed lyric. That was an amazing moment, hearing the buzz of the audience cheering John on for his second attempt, and goddamn it was so cool. Again, the ingenuity of these mixtapes is clear when The Grateful Picks ends them with a playing-in-the-band reprise. All in all, absolutely stellar stuff. I didn't even really feel like I was reliving the 2019 tour. The remixed but intentional order of everything made it something new, and allowed me to absorb these songs in new contexts. DM at The Grateful Picks for your copy of the mixtapes if you too would like to go on a fascinating musical journey with a fresh new take on Dead & Company. So that's that a 2018 recap with a 2020 review of mixtapes from the 2019 tour. Again, I can't thank you guys enough for listening to the show. The tiniest bits of involvement you guys have in the show are all so important to me, and they are what motivate me to keep going. You guys are the best. See you in Season 2. Hello! Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can find me at Patrick's Green Tea on Patreon, Discord, Spotify, YouTube, Twitch, and Bandcamp, Patrick's Green Tea Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Instagram, at PatrickGreenTea, without an S, on Twitter. You can join our subreddit at r slash You can make comments on the website PatrickScreenTea.com and on YouTube, and you can contact me directly at PatrickScreenTea at gmail.com. Thank you so much, and have a lovely day.